0: It's that time again, Our Town Live, where friends, family, people you know, and others you'd rather not know share with us their unique bits of wisdom. And now, here's Herb, your host, for another show. Today I introduce to you Dan Jordan, affectionately known as the Deej by his friends, associates, and customers. Dan has had an exciting and varied career, coming from a butcher shop at 18 to currently a nationally renowned business consultant. He says the foundation of his business is based on the concept of fractional sales consulting. He designs a customized plan for every business he works with to help you meet your financial goals. His clients have a deep desire to grow their businesses, but usually do not have the foundational sales processes needed to make that happen in a consistent, measurable way. Keep listening. The D's has a dirty little secret to share with us on how to sell your business. Without hesitating another second, here's Dan Jordan. You say you're a graduate of the College of Hard Knocks. Tell me about that.
1: Uh, well, I, I, everybody wants a college, but I never went to college.
0: What did you do instead of college?
1: I went to, I, I actually... Uh, I bought a business, uh, right? I took my college money that my parents had so dutifully saved for so many years and somehow kind of swindled it. And before they knew what hit them, I bought a, uh, a butcher shop in the-
0: Of Amy. Thanks for listening to Our Town Live and don't forget to subscribe and give us a review.
1: Corresponding town where we lived in New Jersey, and I, I I converted it into a deli, and that was the beginning of my uh, my small businessman career.
0: What was your favorite meal at your deli?
1: My favorite meal at your Gosh. deli? Yeah, I don't know that I. You know when you when you work in a place like that, you don't you know whatever scraps are available. Who knows? You know, whatever mistakes you made uh, while slicing somebody else's uh, cold cuts is is the sandwich that you eat that day.
0: You mentioned that you also went into the pest control business and the lawn care business and the truck rental business. Which of these three things did you like the best or the least?
1: Well, actually, that's a good question because uh, I had my – my lawn care business was located in uh in Woodstock where you live and I had a uh it was a franchise operation but we grew it into the largest franchise in the southeast it was kind of nifty and uh and, and being that I had this big warehouse there I said well, what the heck I might as well uh start doing some other stuff out of it so we had the lawn care business and uh you know as you're at somebody's house you might as well do pest control also and then uh And then we had that warehouse, and so I I could park some trucks there and and start renting them out from there. So I don't consider uh, each business as indifferent. The the business is myself and my family. And all those different, I guess, companies uh, that we dealt with, those were just additional income sources bringing back to the family. That's how I take a look at you know, everybody should be basically a sales army of one. You are the you are the business there, Herb. And all those different venues that you go into and all those different jobs that you take, they're just nothing more than other income sources serving number one, which is you and your family.
0: Tell me a little bit about your family.
1: Oh, I hate them all. They're a bunch of <laughs> rotten, horrible individuals that... Uh, you know, I had, a, I had a, an immigrant father from France, a little Jewish immigrant father, and uh, he didn't have much education because of his upbringing. We, he lost his father in the war, and actually in a concentration camp. But uh, the advice that he did give me was very poignant. And the first one was this. He says, uh, he says Danny, in this country... America, you can make a thousand mistakes in business. He says, America will always give you a second chance. That's true. So he says, Danny, you make one or two bad personal mistakes, huh. and he said you'll pay for them for the rest of your life. And so his number one advice was, you marry the right woman. And uh, I was, uh, I still feel that. Um, I'm a salesman by nature, and I still believe that was my best sale. I've ever made, and uh, you, you get a good woman, you'll get good kids, and you uh, get good kids, you have a good family, and, and, and that's my family.
0: How many kids do you have?
1: I got uh, two, one good one, but uh, two, I, got, I, I actually am the proud parent of two college dropouts. Uh, the boy, Matthew, lasted one day before he went off on his own and started his own business and he's doing remarkably well uh, he bought his first house when he was 19 and he he's uh, sold that business and he has all the toys that that anybody could want and he's 22 now and he's uh, uh got his head on his shoulders and and he's uh, starting a new business now and i'm very pleased and and sophie bell my uh youngest is 19 and she Uh, She started college this year during this uh, communist virus that we're dealing with, and it was just she had so little freedom uh, up at school, so she lasted two weeks, and she said, "Daddy, I had more freedom at home, this is crazy, and so uh, if you were to ask my daughter when she was seven years old, she'd tell you what she wanted, and when she graduated high school, she'll tell you what she wanted, and if you ask her now, it's the same thing. That girl wants to be a wife and a mother. And so she's, uh, she's an, a nanny for a nice family, learning how to raise kids, and uh, that's what she wants to be when she grows up, but I, I, I could not, could not be prouder.
0: Boy, is she old-fashioned.
1: Yes. Yes, she's, uh, in Yiddish, it's an altacaca. That's what she is, and she's, uh, she has an old soul, and she's very uh, re- responsible, and she, and he, actually, she just called me that uh, she's planning a trip to go down to the beach, and I have like no fears about that girl. she just got her head on her shoulder and what a blessing it is to, to have children. And again, so it, it goes back to my dad's advice. You know, it starts at home and make sure that that works. I don't know. I found, I do, I do many podcasts and uh, for many different things. And uh, it's actually been a, a, a real boon for me in terms of, uh, in terms of getting uh, my message out there and building my community. Uh, and so I'm, and what I found with all those podcasts is the more personal you get, the better.
0: How old are you? How old are you? I'm, um, uh,
1: I, I, I'm 55. What is it? Finnevin Finitzik.
0: <laughs> Good. What is your current career? What are you doing? What are you known for? Where do you spend your what time?
1: am I known for? I'm the <laughs> Deeds, the sales energizer. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's what we do. We, we help sales teams grow we help business for people who have small businesses or companies that that i mean don't really want to grow but have like a a a gut-wrenching feeling when they wake up in the morning that they have to grow that they have to explode that they have to reach the points the pinnacles in their business that they have to be number one those kind of nauseatingly enthusiastic people if you are that Ain't nobody better than me and our company, Sales Arbiter, to help get you there. Because people have that type of drive, at the, you know, that kind of Eastern European, come to America, streets are paved with gold, make something happen, here's our opportunity, go get a customer, do whatever it takes, type of attitude. That lasts, for most people, about 35 minutes. <laughs> but when you work with our team, it's a lifelong experience. You pop up out of bed at o three thirty. you get rocking and rolling, you go see Herb Williams, and you're my, th- you're my third or fourth podcast today. We're just going, baby. We got to make it happen. It's what keeps you young. You want to find the devil, Herb? I'll tell you where the devil is. The devil is in your white spaces. The devil is in the- You go two or three days without an appointment, you start questioning all your life's decisions. You want to kill yourself.
0: You've you've worked with people, you've worked with companies, you've worked with individuals. What are the most important things, lessons, you want them to learn from you after an hour or a week or a month? What do you want them to take with, with them?
1: Well, there's a lot of things, and it changes day by day because I'm constantly reading and I'm constantly learning and I'm constantly getting inspired and re-inspired by things that other people have written, by things that I've written. You, know, I, you forget so much. I have, I have some books that I've written. I read through them. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was good. How come you're not talking about that anymore? So the latest thing that I'll take right now is that what I've noticed is that people are allowing the outside influences poison themselves. And so it's not to the point it's, – it's so drastic now with all social media and all the, the network news and all the pummeling that you get that it's no longer you could live in moderation. I'm saying that the only thing you – if you want to succeed right now, if you're looking for one magic bullet that's going to turn you into that rock star that you always hoped you'd become, shut off the media. Black out the entire thing. The entire thing. Make it all go away. The important stuff will seep through. You'll find out if a hurricane's coming. Don't worry about it. But as soon as you stop worrying about that, you immediately turn inward. And when you start inward, you start asking better questions. When I wake up in the morning, first thing I say is thank you. I say thank you because after you say thank you, not to somebody or to, or to something, but as soon as you say thank you, your mind automatically says, well, what is it that I'm thanking? What do I have to be thankful for? And then you find yourself looking for it. And when you're looking for things to be thankful for, you'll find them. If you're not thinking about anything and you let the world put that poison into your brain, then that's what you'll be thinking about and you'll attract that which you're actively trying to avoid.
0: How important is it to be, as a salesman, an optimist?
1: Well, I think it's a lot easier, isn't it? But listen, I always tell people, you want to be a better salesman? Uh, and I love that you said salesman, because uh, that's, uh, that's how I refer to myself.
0: Well, I was about to, um, I was about to correct you and say salesperson, because I don't want them okay. to cancel this broadcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, you know, I, I walked over a person hole cover on the way here, so we got that cleared up, okay, so now we're there, but I uh, I tell people, if you want to be a better salesperson, you, you know, first be a better person, and, uh, you know, grumpy people, there are some grumpy people, there are some naturally grumpy people, there are some naturally optimistic people, and I, I'm one of them, and I agreeably, it's easier uh, to live that way, uh, but to, it's uh, it's a happy people make the world better. Unhappy people make the world worse. There's no in between. And so when you're alone in your house, you want to be grumpy. That's fine. But if you get outside and you're dealing with the public, it's your moral, in my opinion, moral responsibility to spread good cheer. I mean, and and the fact is, you'll attract nicer people in your path and more opportunities because of it. You know, even grumpy people. Even grumpy people don't like grumpy people. It's not like you could find someone who's grumpy and you, like, out-grump them and they're like, you know, I really like this guy. I mean, I really, you know, this guy's just got something there. Like, even grumpy people don't like grumpy people. You don't need to do that. So optimism, it's a lot easier. But it's not something that uh, many people are born with, but it is something that you can control. And, and you know, step one is, you know, cut out the poison. As much as you can. A little bad news is just like a little bit of poison. It's like a little bit of cyanide. You know, over time, it's going to kill you.
0: If I say, what do you do?
1: (laughs) It's a good question. Um, I uh, spread the gospel that everyone's a a salesperson. And you need to be an army of one. And if you, as soon as you accept that, uh, you'll understand this truth, and this is the this is the sales pitch. More customers, you'll get more customers. You'll have more money, and more money equals more freedom, and that's ultimately the goal.
0: What do you know today, with all your experience, that you wish you had known ten years ago?
1: Oh gosh. I think I knew this stuff 10 years ago. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what it is. That there are, uh, that, that people and myself, uh, when they're younger tend to look at the chancier things as if they are things that happen by chance as if they are certainties and look at the certainties of life as if they are chance. What I mean by that is talk to enough people, you will succeed. It's guaranteed make 300 calls guaranteed you're going to get a customer guaranteed and and yet people won't do that with those certainties but what they will do is try uh, certain marketing techniques and try another marketing technique and try other marketing techniques and quit right before they become successful consistency is a certainty of success and that's the one thing that people don't Consider if okay. you could
0: hold on to one memory from your life, what would that be?
1: Oh, first day I met my wife.
0: She must be sitting right next to you.
1: <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> oh, she's okay. actually out getting me some. Uh, I. Uh, uh, she's getting me some frozen fruit in a bag from Walmart because I threw out my back. And it kills me. And the worst thing is, it, once your your back is out, to uh, you, to go to the bathroom. And so I can't go to the. You know, I can't eat any solid foods. And so I'm making everything in my Vitamix. And so she's going out to get me stuff so I can have something to eat today, or drink. So it would be. That's a little more information than you wanted there. How? <laughs> no, yeah, she she's an awesome. I, I I'm telling you, I have. Uh, I, I'm, I'm thankful literally every morning when she's uh, next to me, when I wake up. It's just, uh, I, I, I pinch myself.
0: You've done a lot of things, been a lot of places. Has your life been different than what you imagined? Oh, yes.
1: Yes, I had a, a wonderful experience. Um, I think when my, uh, my youngest turned five. And I, w- I always wanted my kids uh, to, you know, to remember me. I mean, I have, a, I have a big personality, but I, you know, I wanted to impart certain things on them. And I, and I had read somewhere that by the kids are five, they probably got all you could give them. And then, and then you got to let them go and they'll get it through, through their life's experiences. And so when my, my youngest turned five, it was like a, uh, just a, a, a big uh, pressure came off me of course this is all mental but i i thought at that point and i thought ever since if i were to die today i would i would have lived twice the life that i expected and so from that time till now which is a you know maybe 15 years ago i i i i'm just living on you know this is a bonus
0: tell me about your biggest failure in business,
1: biggest failure in business. I mean, listen. I went broke twice. it's not the businesses. See, what happens as the small business person? You live your life that way. So uh, you understand. You have to spend money for marketing. You understand. You have to spend money for uh, for your for inventory. You understand that whole thing. And so you bring that home, and you you take certain chances in business because you know that there's a payoff. And so uh, there are. You know personally, there are some investments that you can make too, and in your early stage, you don't think anything can go wrong and so you know i one day you have to come home and tell your wife uh, uh, Josh, uh I did it again, <laughs> and she goes what and i said i think uh I think we lost it all and so the next thing you know uh she you know she looks at you and there's a point in your business career, I think everybody. Uh, goes through this, maybe not, maybe more me, but uh, when you realize you have nothing left but your family, and you better hold on to that, and so, yeah, I lost, I lost it all twice, and uh, my beautiful bride said to me one day, you know, after all the crying, and all the, all the, what are we going to do, and all the, you know, gathering our stuff, and, and just putting stuff together, she looks at me, and she goes, you know, Danny, why do we always have to start from zero? <laughs>
0: <laughs> right.
1: And I said and but you know, in this day and age you could whistle right past zero. I mean you and you you know owe a million, you know, in about a minute. And so I just wanna listen, if you give me zero, I got some I could I got some footing there. I can move from there. <laughs> you know, the other stuff you're sitting in a quicksand you can push up. So I I've had some failures like that, uh you know, some partners that have walked away on me and left me with the bag and, and, uh, but you know what? It's just money. What the heck?
0: What's been your biggest success?
1: Well, biggest success. Uh, I'll tell you biggest success. My first business was a, uh, that deli that I talked about. And when I was, uh, 20, I, I had gone on a hitchhiking trip in between and, you know, kind of found myself. And then I came back to run the store and, uh, Ultimately, I sold it, I built it up, and I sold that store for, uh, I was 25, and I, it was, I sold it for $170,000, $170,000 at 25, and I took all that money, and I put it in an investment account, and not for me to touch. Uh, my dad, like I told you, was an immigrant, and so he came here, and uh, he it didn't have any savings or anything like that, and so that money paid for his retirement for the rest of his life. Um, plus a little. We had to add a little at the end, but I think that was my biggest.
0: There's a lot of younger people listening to this and older but I'm interested in the younger ones who really don't know what to do with themselves. What advice mm. would you give somebody wanting to pursue a career like you have now by being a, mm-hmm. consul- a consultant?
1: Uh, yeah, and they're young. Uh, uh, two things: one, uh, it's it's a certainty that people need you, and two, they don't care about your pedigree. They don't care about the past. What they care is results. It's the best business in the world, uh, as a consultant or anything. Because you know, listen, a definition of a business, Herb. Is very simple it's having a customer that's a business and when you're in the consulting field or which is basically a salesperson you're you own your own business you have the opportunity like you when you were insurance to double and triple and quadruple your salary you can make something from nothing imagine that you find somebody who needs something you find somebody who has something you put them together and you grab a little juice on the inside that's magic that's magic. That's, crea- that's, that's the birth of something. That's like a child being born. You make something from nothing. And there's no other place you can do that other than the wonderful world of sales. Uh, even when you have your own business, there's all that money you have to invest to get started up. Here, you don't even have any startup capital mm-hmm. but, for, but for the value that you can provide. And when you give enough value, you create a, a hole in the universe, and that hole must be filled because we live on a planet that uh, – it, it's the law of even, Stephen. We live on a planet that must even itself out. If there's good, there's bad. If there's hot, there's cold. If there's, if there's wet, there's dry and all the different variations, but it's always perfect, perfectly even. Hmm. So it's impossible for you to go out and provide enough value for some, and and the reason you know you're going to get paid more is the more value you give. And when you come, you're stuck and you're thinking, why is nobody buying my stuff? It's because you're not good enough. You're not given enough value. The answer to all your problems in the world of consulting and finding customers and finding prospects is always found in the mirror. And you could be ten times, as good as you are right now, you could be ten times that. And nobody can stop you. And there's limitless potential. You're not your past. You are what you are today. Right now, you're alive. Think of how many people aren't alive anymore, Herb. They don't even have a chance. As long as you're alive, you've got a chance. That's a long-winded answer there,
0: Herb. Not long enough. Because I have a lot of listeners, we have about seven to 8,000 downloads a month, and I would like you to tell my listeners and your listeners how they can pursue a bigger future and get more information from Deej.
1: Ah, well, actually, it's the Deej. You know, Dij, there can be a lot of Deej's, but there's only one the Deej. I will back
0: me. up. The Deej. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay gotta got leave on a good note
1: <laughs> that's right that's all right. all right well yes so look me up there's a website called google and uh you just put my name it's dan jordan dan j-o-u-r-d-a-n go to my website get my newsletter and go from there uh the newsletter is all podcasts like this Tons and tons of information. Follow me on uh, LinkedIn. There's a video that goes every day. I got a new, you know, toy that I'm playing with on Amazon Live, which is fun. Uh, but ultimately, we're going to have we have a private coaching group. It's very inexpensive. It's fifty dollars a month. No contracts. Cancel anytime. Network with people. It's weekly group coaching that you can come on and ask questions. And it's just so much fun. All the All the business we can give people just through uh, the introductions that I can make to all my business partners in the past, and everybody everybody just uh, explodes and grows with the idea that you are a a salesperson of one. You are an army of one. Uh, In this day and age, there's no need to depend on any company for a list or or a company for a CRM or a company for a business card. Make your own! It's easy, it's cheap, and it's easy to do that. The world has changed. The salesperson has all the power right now, not the company. It's the salesperson that goes out and finds the products that they can get passionate about and move forward. It's the salesperson that makes everything happen. And you could start today. Just hook up with the DJ. We'll be friends forever.
0: The name of your company, one more time.
1: Oh, it's just my name, danjordan.com. Now my my company, our business consulting company, is called Sales Arbiter, but it's all together in the same thing. Just look me up and you get a bunch of stuff.
0: Thanks for listening to Our Town Live and don't forget to subscribe and give us a review.